Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We were at Genesis 2.15 when we finished last episode. And it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So God created man. He's in the... I picture, my, this isn't my imagination, he's in his palm of his hand and he sets him down in that garden. That's just my imagination. I don't know if that's how it was. But he put them, he put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Work. Dress it and keep it equals work. Remember, I said you're going to go about your day and have chores and you're going to do different things. Remember God's word. Those chores and those different things are good. How many of you have ever gone on vacation and had a wonderful time and you think, oh, I wish this would go on forever. I wish this would never end. But in truth, if you lived a life on vacation, you would become miserable. We were created to work. We were created with a need to work. Now work became hard after the fall. But before sin came, work itself was good. Before the fall, it was great. It wasn't by the sweat of our brow. So that essence is still there. Work is good. And that idea of dressing it and keeping it, that took work. I think of dressing it as in pruning, planting, cultivating, you know, dressing it. I think of keeping it as in organizing, like managing, like a keeper of it, guarding it, maybe against animals. There was animals all around, and they weren't trained not to stomp over the green beans that were planted, you know, so maybe that was to keep it where they should. But I don't believe that only the dressing and keeping it was just the only thing. I believe this work was intended to be a garden of sacrificing of praise and thanksgiving, that as Adam worked, it was not mundane work, but it was just a place where he could praise the Lord and commune with the Lord and talk with him and show his work as pleasing to God. When I say work, you know, he he planted roses and he worked through all of them were planted. He pruned them and that was for God. And that's still today. What we do when we work, it's for God. It's for his glory. And, you know, I believe that Christians, children of God, have a true appreciation of nature. Some would say, oh, No, we care about nature. No, if you're really doing things, everything for God, you're not going to be run by greed. You're not going to do things and shortcut things. I I lived for many years right by Lake Michigan, 
And there was times that the factories cheated and they put things into Lake Michigan that should not have been in there. That's not what the Christians should do. We're doing it all for the glory of God. And we know God created that beautiful lake for us to enjoy. And God wants us to have, I'm not against the factories, but we're not going to just ruin something that God created. No, we're, we have a good appreciation for nature. We are ones that try to take care of things, and it should be that way. It's, it's not a child of God that destroys things. And, you know, a lot of times people want to blame God for, oh, how could it be this way in the world? We got these fires. Oh, this is terrible. This happened, you know. Uh, you know, I'm making this up. Man built this huge building and it collapsed. How could God do that? Well, man cheated. They didn't put the foundation, didn't put up right things because they were not doing it for God. Someone that's doing, working for God in every aspect of his life, he's not going to cut corners. He's going to do things right. It's not that everybody knows exactly how to do things. I know accidents can happen, but I know in other countries, and I wouldn't doubt it happens here in America, they're paid to put down an inch of asphalt. and Oh, I should know. They're paid to put down four inches of asphalt, and they put down an inch because greed is running things. That's not the, that's not the Christian. The Christian is there to do things right. And people want to blame God for things that happened in, in the world. Most of the time, it's not. Well, I know it's not. God that's trying to hurt things, but when you have accidents and things like that because of shortcutting things, that's not God's problem. That's man's greed problem. Let's not ever take shortcuts as Christians. We love this beautiful earth that God gave us, and we need to dress it and keep it still to this day. We don't worship it. We don't place it above man because we are supposed to have dominion over it. But we do try to dress it and keep it and take care of it, just like Adam was commanded to do that. We need to keep doing that ourselves and have a good respect for what God has given us and a good appreciation to take care of things of what God has given us. As we continue on, and we're going to read verse 16 and 17, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. You know, people to this day get angry about that rule. They get angry that God had the audacity to make a rule. He gave one simple rule. But man... And I'm woman included. When I say man, I'm saying mankind. We don't like that. We don't want to obey God. What we, all we want to obey and please is ourselves and our flesh. No one else is going to tell us what to do. What right do they have to tell us what to do? So, so some read this and they get angry. And how dare God say Oh, you just eat of that and you die? He doesn't give a reason. 
you know, God does not have to give a reason for any commandment. He gives a rule. He says it. That's it. You know, I, I hear people complain about some things that God asks of us. It shouldn't be a big deal. If we love God, we want to keep his commandments. And now we don't have to worry about any tree, not eating any tree. That's, that's all done. That was already messed up a long time ago. But we get upset and we, we don't, we, why? I don't understand why. I need to understand why. I've heard this from a lot of ladies. There's clear commandments in God's word about certain things. And well, if I understood why, then I would obey. Well, God didn't give Adam a reason why. He just said, you don't eat it. And if you do, you're going to die. I think of my children. I didn't give them all kinds of reasons sometimes why not why they should not do something. You know, uh, I had this uh, section in my bedroom that dropped off for me. It was fine. I could just step down. But for a little child, I didn't want them to fall. There was carpet, and then it went down to a tiled area. I just trained my kids, no, do not go past this point, no. At that stage in their life, they didn't know why. I couldn't sit down with my one-year-old and say, now, do you understand you could crack your head open. No. They just needed to know, do not go beyond that point. Now, as a side note, oh, they, they tried because they were human. Just like me. Just like their father. Fallen man. Well, they, they didn't want to be told, don't go past that point. And then, of course, you fall and you hit your head. And, oh, well. And then sometimes whenever consequences come from us disobeying, what do we do? We get mad at God. How dare he do that? Well, it's not God's fault. He didn't have to give a reason. He just said, no, don't do it. And in this case, it says you're surely going to die. And now the devil twists this later. He, he uses what God says, and he always does, and he twists it. But it says in the day. And again, this is like Again, the time period, but at, at that exact time, not only would man die spiritually, but physically, that's when man began to die. Now, did they fall over dead? No. We know Adam lived for many, many years. We'll go through that later. But he did begin to die. And spiritually, he died right then. When I say he died right then, he needed a sacrifice. He needed a Savior. He needed a redeemer. And that happened that day. This is something we all have to come to a recognition in our own lives. Do you see yourself as a sinner? Do you balk at God's commandments? Do you obey them all? Oh, I don't. Sadly, I don't. I try, but I don't. And if you think you do, you are deceiving yourself. God's commandments to us are for our good, just like this commandment was for our good. But we disobey. We don't care about what God says. Now, think about this. Why did God put that tree in the garden in the first place? Why? He had a great relationship with Adam. Why did he have to put something in there to make it not 
be good anymore. Why did it have to be that there had to be a commandment? Like right now, why do we have to have commandments? You know why? Because God made man different than all the animals. He gave man a free will. And the only way that free will is tested is if there is a commandment that can be broken. You know, sometimes we want all the environment to be perfect, even our, with our kids. We want everything to be perfect because I don't want them to mess up. Well, God, God put something in there to test that will of man. He wanted to see, do you really love me? Do you want to obey me? Do you want to keep my commandments? In the same way, I, I, I know this doesn't seem in relation to children, but we, we cannot protect our children from everything. God put that tree in there as a test. And you know, whenever ourselves included, ourselves and our children, when, when we do wrong, when our children do wrong, it shows what's inside of us. When Adam and Eve, later, we're going to find out when they did wrong, it showed what was inside. There is no way to know what's inside until there's a test there. So God wanted them to have a free will. He wanted man. He still gives man a free will. He gives us a choice. We talked about this. We have a choice. It is our choice whether we choose heaven or hell. Some people say, how could a good God send somebody to hell? God does not send anybody to hell. God, by putting the tree in the garden, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden, was not making Adam sin. It was Adam and Eve's choice to sin. So just the fact that he put it in there is not his fault that Adam chose wrong. We'll talk about this again later, but my point that I wanted to bring out today is that the tree was there. It, it was in that perfect garden. And you'd say, well, it's not perfect anymore with that. No, it is. It was perfect because God wanted man not to be like angels that just were robots and just went about and did things and didn't have a choice to do what's wrong. He wanted them to have a choice to say, no, I'm going to choose God over my flesh. My flesh wants that tree because it's good. We're going to see that later. God put that choice there because he wants us to choose him. He wants us to do what's right because we want to do what's right, not because we can't, because there's no way to do wrong. Remember that today as you're going around. You have a choice. God gives you a choice. Choose right. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.